uh, during the Gilders course. Alexander. Chapman for three. Bang! Oh! Oh! get it for the win. Got it! He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. Yes! Commanding a 360 turn with the ripple. Commanding down the middle. Gives underneath the worthy. Slam dunk. Third in the corner. Double fake. Oh! There he is. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper for another 2022 NBA playoff postgame recap. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. Tonight's episode, we had finally game sevens to talk about, two of them in the second round. And for tonight, I'm joined for the first time, two guests. So we, we really upgrade now, Dime Dropper fam. They both happen to be Celtics fans, though, um, <laughs> to celebrate tonight's win. But we're also going to talk about the Suns-Mavs because, oh, my God. Um, but I'm going to introduce them. Obviously, oh, the great. You guys know he's been featuring on a lot of lives. Recently, you guys have been uh, loving his, loving and hating to see his propaganda. The Larry shirt. And then we have our first time. It's not going to be the last time you see him because he's very well-versed with history. Uh, he's a current coach over in Massachusetts. Coach Roland Million, valid Haitian on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me out here. This is going to be fun. We've been talking on Spaces for a while. If you guys are on Twitter, follow Coach. Uh, at What's your Twitter handle? We can, actually, no, we'll plug you at the end, but follow yeah. him on Twitter. He knows his stuff. But Massachusetts stand up. Let's you, get you it. Gonna, I told people we're going to start with the, with the Suns because I know you guys want me to say something about it. I already see it. People want me to say something about the Phoenix Suns, so let's start talking about it. Oh, I want to go to you first because you were adamant that the Mavs were not going to win this game. And I told you, don't doubt this guy, Luka, man. And it was a slow game from the start. And we know Luka likes that half-court offense. He got to mismatch Hunt, and they were going at Chris Paul early in the pick and roll. Suns were switching a lot, and Aiden and Chris Paul, they were getting cooked up. They were, and you know the Mavs are going to switch everything and forcing the Suns to play ISO ball. So let me hear your initial thoughts. <laughs> I tell you my initial thoughts. I was wrong as fuck. Uh, that's basically how that was. Like, I, I, I mean, I was one for two. You know, what I'm saying got the East right, but yeah, man. I, okay, you know what? I didn't expect the Western Conference champs to come out and what is it? Have a field goal percentage go 33 or 87. I didn't expect that to shoot 37 percent and go 12 for 34 from three. At thirty five percent, like I, I, you know, I, I didn't expect that. I, I thought they would, you know, I don't know, get rebounds, make easy shots. Like I know again, I, I don't know what it is with, with Chris Paul. I don't want to be the, you know, let's just crush Chris Paul today. I don't want to be that person. We, well, we can though, because there's my problem with Chris. I love this guy. You know, I have a poster of him in my room. But the with how many is- how many two old leads does he blow? How many two old leads does this man blow? Like, I, do you want me to actually? Do you want me to actually say? I could probably do it. Like two thousand eight against the Spurs. Two thousand two thousand thirteen. I was there when we took a two nothing lead against the Grizzlies. Yeah. And then he had the finals last year. Uh, yeah. that's, that was the only. And then we built a three one lead against uh, the Rockets. But yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just his, his win loss record uh, in Game Sevens. He's he's three and six in Game Sevens. He just doesn't he does, he's not successful in games. Is that seven. updated after tonight? Yeah, yeah. After tonight, he's three and six in game seven. But I don't I didn't expect who expected a Monty a Monty Williams coach team that's healthy 
to get beat by 40. Like, I mean, that, that wasn't what the hell. Like, they, little they was, Chris. Like, little Chris. He's supposed to be the he's supposed to be the extension of the coach on the basketball court. Right. And if he's not producing, if he's not pushing the team, like they're going to follow his lead when it comes to game sevens. He's the only one that's been in the most game sevens before. So you think about that. You got a young team like Devin Booker and um and uh oh my goodness, DeAndre Ayton and, and Johnson and these guys, like they're young. So they're going to look towards the, the, the leader to guidance. And he came out and was just absolutely abysmal. I was like, okay. what and, and, and I get that coach, but that's when CP three, look, you see your, you see your, uh, your, your vet is not giving it to you. Mikhail Bridges, step the hell up. Cam, step yeah. the hell up. Yeah. Aiden, yeah. Aiden, look aggressive down there. Like, I mean, it, 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 like the two people they took out the game was Aiden and Devin Booker. Like they just yeah. totally took them out. Devin yeah. Booker couldn't do nothing. Even though I think Devin Booker could have been a little more aggressive, but yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. like other guys on the team, you have other pe- people. I, to me, everybody says Jay Crowder can shoot to me in big games he don't shoot but jay crowder do something go to the cup like do something besides fight somebody like yeah. jay crowder always want to get in somebody fights and, and push people around and get physical with somebody but he does not give you points like come yeah. on bro like, but that's yeah. that's the problem with like no no experience you don't have anybody that's just going to be like okay if someone's someone's not playing well that i'm going to step up like it even even i mean look at look at him in boston like Al stepped up, he stepped up in Game Five because he's experienced and he's been there. You you got guys that I, honestly, I, I don't I don't know if they really believe that they should have been there last year with the amount of injuries and the amount of people. What I, 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 I disagree. That's, that's I disagree. what I was gonna say. The experience. What about the I championship disagree. experience that they got last yeah, year? Yeah, they I mean, got plenty of experience. Here's the thing: the first, they can't play that. To, to coach's point, though, this was the first game seven for basically everyone except for Jay Crowd, Jay Crowder, yeah, Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Has Jay Crowder even – what game seven did he play in? Yeah, yeah, the one with uh, – Wizards. The Washington. one with the Wizards. Yeah, you're right. With, uh, okay, Kelly so, and Lennon. So, I think in the beginning of the game, what I noticed was Jay Crowder and Devin Booker were, like, trying to get fouls. Like, in the beginning of the first couple possessions of the game, Devin Booker threw himself at Luka to try to get fouls. He got one of them. Jay Crowder was throwing himself on jump shots. He's always done that kind of stuff, too, where he sticks his leg out. I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys as Celtics fans remember that. Yeah. But – and then, you know, Luca was just mismatch hunting and pick. It was kind of just like an ISO game, you know, both yes, teams are switching was. a lot. So, Ooh. my question is what I didn't like with the Suns after that first initial spell where they couldn't score, mm. their body language was terrible. Like, I've never seen that body language from Chris Paul. Like, he, Devin Booker, as you guys said, I think he could have definitely been more aggressive. And he was just missing chippies. When he, when he was missing layups, you could just tell that the game seven nerves mm. were just taking over. I mean, coach, mm-hmm. you've been in, you've played at, against some great players and you've been in, high stakes games before what yeah. is what is there's a lot of x's and o's we can talk about but there was clearly something mental going on tonight for phoenix from the jump what, what were you seeing oh oh yeah i mean like here's the thing i i, I again i want to go back to the, like chris paul and the the nerves that he was feeling because you talk about someone who i i told you in a in a space before that i went to a game where rajon rondo told him he's never going to win a ring and that was 12 years ago. And I was like, Rondo's being crazy right now. Chris Paul is going to win a ring. And here we are, 12 years later, just turning 37. This is like his last opportunity. And I think he got himself so worked up. And the players can feed off that. They feed off of that negative energy. Like one of the things that I did when I was a player, right, 
we had a team. We had plenty of times where we were playing up against players that that were better than us. Like one to one talent wise, they were better than us. We, we played a team with Rudy Gay and Rondo. We beat them, but it wasn't because we were better than them one to one. It was because we we came out, we had a fire, we were ready to play, and we took the energy from before the game and tr- had it trickle down. Everybody was ready to play and. It starts with the leader. If the leader's not ready to go, then everybody's going to look like Luca. Think about what Luca did. Luca came out confident, smiling, laughing after his first couple buckets, and now everybody's ready. Jalen Brunson's like, okay, let me get let, let me get busy a little bit. Spencer Dimwitty, he's smiling. He's like, okay, I can do the same thing. Do you think that's also just a matter of Luca is just? <laughs> better than those guys like he obviously is a very as confident a player as you can be at that age he's got that it factor but like is it is it partially also because he was just they couldn't guard him and and for whatever reason what are you guys seeing on booker because we know chris paul one-on-one against his the the weakness of chris paul's game and especially now is when teams switch everything that forces him to go iso and his iso package especially at this age he doesn't have the same he doesn't have that same burst Mm -hmm. and tonight it's almost like he knew he didn't have he was like all right well i'm not really going to be a scorer tonight which i don't know what was going on there but what about devin booker you know a guy that we have seen do such amazing things these last two seasons scores on anyone but tonight it seemed like he was getting that extra attention and looked like he was it kind of everybody was clowning him because of that clip a couple summers ago about uh, double double teams it's like this is you're gonna see teams loading up a little bit you're gonna see teams true what were you guys seeing tonight on that uh i guess i'm gonna go to oh first i think with devin man i i I, he he didn't he wasn't aggressive he didn't punch through those double teams he didn't look for um he didn't look for the open man to pass out of him quick enough i think that was devin's problem and i think devin got frustrated like devin is you know he's somebody who is quick to get frustrated he didn't cry he didn't cry to the refs as much as he did last earlier this season than last year though for sure yeah, he was he was definitely he, he, was definitely, he was definitely overthinking. Like I think he was he was totally doing it. I think he was in his own head. And you know, what Coach said earlier about the uh about the experience thing, I kind of don't really I, I really don't buy that because this is not the Suns team from the bubble. So this is this Suns team has experience from last year, so they should be better. But Devin Booker clearly looked like he had no game seven experience and did not know how to exert his will on this game. And to take it over, that's 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 been Devin's problem, you know, since uh, the Suns have been like good and making it to the playoffs. Like, has he had one of those games where he has just just straight taken over by himself, or he's willed his team to take over? Last, I don't know. The, the one that comes to mind was last year against the Lakers, the closeout game. That's the one that comes. Oh, to in mind. the first round, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not. I don't know, but I get what you're saying. It's just yeah. just to me today, man. He just looked like. He did not. He did not have it, and he had no answers for them in uh, in no way, shape, or form. No and answers, Coach. I was gonna say, you know, you talk about the. We can talk about how good of an actual team they were, or maybe what what actual things in terms of team construction they lack, or maybe the players. Mm-hmm. But what about the? You know, every championship team has mental toughness. Where was we're talking about? They got mentally psyched out after the first quarter at home. They couldn't even. Mm-hmm. Put any yeah. runs together, the, and you got to give credit to Dallas. Like that's crazy. Like, every time crazy. they tried, they—I mean, they really didn't make any pushes. You know, twenty-seven. They were stuck on twenty-seven for the longest time. They sure were. Good. But God. Um, I mean, they, where was the? I really thought this team was mentally tougher than this. I, I did too, but I—you I, got to tip your hat off to Jason Kidd. 
Um, oh, I yes. really, I, I didn't know how good Jason Kidd was going to be as a coach there. Like he's got a great mind, and I just didn't think that he did a great job in Milwaukee. He did okay, but you know it was a learning curve. When he went to Dallas, he kind of figured it out, and I think he did a really good job of not allowing Booker or any of those guys to get comfortable. Um, if you if you watch the the highlights of um, the way he was talking when he was mic'd up, he was talking like mm-hmm. he was talking, uh, telling uh, people where to go defensively. He's like, OK, jump, jump when jumping now. OK, OK, move to the side, move to the side. All right, mm-hmm. drop, 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 drop. So not only are the players talking on defense, but your coach is talking on defense like that, that is like it changes the whole perception of things. And like. Like you said, Dime, Luca was just – he's just that good. And I think because he's that good and because he has that confidence, it, it breeds confidence from the other guys. He went in the post on Aiton. Like, yeah, he that was posted insane. up Aiton. Yeah, he posted he up Aiton. He broke Aiton down. Aiton couldn't do shit with him. He wanted Aiton. Like like, they, like y'all were saying earlier, like they said during the telecast, he was hunting folks. Yeah, he, yep. he, he looked for Aiton. He looked for Aiton. Like you look for CP3, like it's man. Come but on. where are the times where you fight over the screens? Like th- this is the problem that I have with this. Is like everybody's like, well, they move the ball quick enough that you can't fight over the screens. You can't hedge and recover. Um, here's the thing: no one has been moving the ball. Luca, he sat there in that position where he waited for them to switch, and then he picked them out, and then he just scored on them every single time. When do we decide to fight over the screens and keep that defender that you want on Luca instead of switching and making it easier for him? Do you think that it's, they're afraid that Luca can see over the defense and just make that quick pass to the short roller and then cause the four on threes? I don't know, but I mean, you got to try something different. Yeah. Letting him switch every single time. He's he, he he he's been he's been playing pro ball since he was like since he was seven. I mean, this, you know, the, I mean. The, the, the the thing that we used as the Clippers, and now I want to say, you know, I know this is a different Maverick team, but the core is still the same. I think it's time we actually give Kawhi Leonard some credit for actually being a player that's on on Luca's level or can outplay him. Because the thing is, this guy has only lost to the Clippers so far in his playoff career, and Kawhi Leonard was able to guard him and fight over. That was the difference in the series when we played him. When Kawhi started fighting over those screens, and we didn't just give him the easy switches, we only switched certain guys onto him. Only Batum, mm. uh, only Batum, Paul George, or Kawhi really were switching onto him. But Kawhi was really fighting through screens and. He could also go at him in the, on the in the pick and roll on the other end. So that was really big for us. There's just you may need to have a I'm, I'm not sure, but you may need to have a as good of a player or a player on his level to beat him. I mean, what do you guys think about this uh, Golden State matchup? Or I guess before we get into the Golden State matchup, I want to talk about wanna, the. Did you guys think the game was over at halftime, or did you, did you think the Suns had yeah. any fight left in them? No. I thought I thought they did. I thought they did. I thought for sure. I Phoenix they were gonna make was gonna one make run at least. Like, like you said, but they were stuck at that damn twenty-seven. Let me just say this real quick before it's over to put a, a more uh, feathers in uh, Maver- uh, Mavericks cap. Second largest road win in Game Seven, uh, Game Seven history for the Mavs. Well, no, I'm sorry. Second largest road win in Game Seven history. I think that's NBA history. What else? Oh, the way my stats go. Come on, Dinwiddie Sam. was when I saw Dinwiddie hooping. That's when I knew that this was going to be a problem because I, I know the, the run was something, but when Spencer started hitting everything and just going one on one, getting to the basket, floaters, Finally, runners, some, 
Three, somebody like four threes in the first half. Yeah, my somebody, no, you're good. You're good. Somebody else giving Luca Skywalker some help because he cannot do it by himself. That's why they got uh, uh, Prozingis up out of there because he was not a good running mate for him. He just was not tied fifth largest win in Game Seven history for for the Mavericks. And, and just to your point right now, with Luca and Dimwitty, first teammates with thirty plus points in a Game Seven since Shaq and Kobe in 0-2, 20 years ago. Wow. Wait, so I'm I'm trying to think of which um which was it a road game for the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah, it was this today was a road game. No, 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 I'm talking about I'm talking about the, the largest um in Mavericks history. Was it a road game? No, this is this is second largest, this is second largest in NBA history. This, oh okay. this win, this win, second okay. largest in NBA history. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. Because the first one I think belonged to Dallas, didn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going by the stats I just saw okay. just then. Yeah, I, I want to say I want to say if my memory serves me correctly that I think they beat I think they beat T Mac and those guys in 2005. They beat them by like 40. <laughs> I think it was I think it was once like one one twenty to seventy or something. Oh, like playing that T Mac T Mac Yao team in Houston. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. I just I, I just think it was you know we we can keep going over and uh, over it, but I just think li- uh, clearly the team with the best player and Lucas Skywalker and the best team beat the inferior team. That's just basically yeah. what it was. I did not think that. I'll, I'll say it again. I was wrong. Hey, uh, I was Don, wrong you, too. You I was. I had Suns in seven. I was almost there, and then Luke you had Suns in seven. Sometimes I, I had Suns. I had Suns winning Game Seven, but little Chris, everybody hates Chris like the TV show. Right, this guy. Right. I'm even, in Booker, without, man. Even without Chris, like Chris didn't score his first two points until they were down by forty, which is a crazy stat. I know y'all heard that. He did mm-hmm. not score his first two points until they were down by forty. But even still, you got a team full of young guns on that on, on that squad, and they they. Chris Paul does not have to should not have to motivate them or make them yeah. go. They yeah. should be carrying him. Go, yeah. Devin. Go, Mikael. Go, Cam. Like, what the hell? When Devin yeah. Booker missed the layup and then Aiden was missing those chippies, I was like, oh my God. And yeah. Luca just Luca and Spencer kept hitting. But I thought, you know, they would have a run in them. And you know who had a really tough series, man. He had he was having such a good playoffs, but Mikael Bridges these last couple games yeah. out of Wait, nowhere. I don't know. He just couldn't make a shot. His the, the it's Confidence and, and momentum is such a thing in basketball and in the playoffs. And True. to withstand momentum, and, and this, that's what makes you a champion. Like, to me with Chris, th- I think there's there's three real seasons in an NBA season. There's the regular season, there's the playoffs, yeah. but then to yeah. me there's the final eight, like that second round. Yeah. For whatever reason, the second round is such a big level above the first round. And as a Clipper yeah. fan, I knew that best because yeah. it was we had this 50-year second round drought that we never made it out of the second round. Yeah, And Chris Paul, I love him, but when we get to the second round, it's because you're playing against – players like your KDs, your, yeah. your Steph Curry's, your and yeah. the thing is I think people really underestimate that like everyone talks about it's a team game and it, it totally is, but having basketball is a sport with only five people on on each on the on each side at a time and having the best player in a playoff series means a lot. Like it yeah. really does mean a lot. Especially in the NBA. underestimate how much that means. That's what I'm saying yeah. in the NBA. It's not Especially. Yeah. I, I would I would definitely say go ahead go ahead coach. I was going to say, like, I, I said this on – it's funny. I brought this up on my podcast. I, I had said that – Man, you, you got know, a podcast too, Coach? I do, everybody, I do. everybody got a goddamn podcast. Yeah. It's, called, it's called One in a Million. Oh, you changed oh. the name now? You took Yeah, I changed the name. It's called One in a Million. It used to be called The Million Breakdown, but it's called One in a Million because, uh, you know, I am one in a million. 
Oh, that is dope. Yo, we need yeah. to yo make, make sure y'all listen to mine too high off the glass. Yo, we gotta we gotta start following. Hey, hey, at the end, we'll give you all okay. the shout outs. Damn right. Yeah, I like that. Oh, hey, half, coach. I mean, there was no run you thought the Suns had in them. I didn't I didn't think that they had a run in them, but my the, the biggest thing that I was uh like surprised about is you know how you said, you know, uh OT said that you know, energy wise, like no one came with the energy. I had said on the podcast, I said you know, game sevens coming with energy is given. Like everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, you got to play hard." Playing hard—that's not how you win. It's not just by playing hard. I said it's by playing smart. But the crazy thing is, Phoenix did absolutely the opposite. They didn't even play hard. Yeah, like I don't think they played hard. They really did from the beginning to the end. It was just yeah. like the point. They came out, and I think they thought that the. The crowd was gonna was gonna push them to a victory right. instead of coming out there and doing what they needed to do. But I didn't see a run coming. After where they were down by 30, I was just like, all right, let me just wait until Dime's ready to do his live because this game is just about over. <laughs> I, I thought I thought yeah. for sure they had another comeback in them. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Dime, but yeah. to your point earlier, man, we got to give Spencer Dimwitty his his props, man. I mean, coming off the bench, dropping thirty some points. That trade looks you know really good now. Trading five away. I mean, dude, I, I just I just want to say Brooklyn uh, again, another player that you could have had, but you gave him up. Washington, another good player you could another player you could have had, but you gave him up. It wasn't but, going well in Washington. Too. I heard there was like some beef within the locker room, and Spencer wasn't getting along with people. Oh but, wow. Wow, he had just gotten there, too. That makes no but, sense. But what about Allen, too, that Brooklyn gave up? Yeah. I mean, we can go, <laughs> we can go in on, on them, but yes, we can. the Suns need to catch, oh, yeah. all the, catch all the heat tonight because 64 wins, you have the best record in the league. Oh, number and, one. And you know one thing we've talked about so much is Devin Booker's first quarters that he's been getting off to. And for finally, he didn't get off to a good start in the first quarter, and they just couldn't. They didn't even know what to do. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's just crazy because they're – they're so reliant, I feel like, on Booker when, when teams switch everything to create shots for them in isolation. They don't actually – we've talked about this, uh, all three of us. They don't empower mm -hmm. Aiden enough to me throughout the season. Like, he's yeah. not they don't. For moments no, like They don't. Yep. He yeah. doesn't have that go-to-ness in him. And it's like – to yeah. me, people are saying Chris Paul needs to be the second scorer yeah. for the Suns team to win a chip. I disagree. I think Aiden yeah. needs to be the second yeah. scorer. Aiden chip. is the reason but, why they got as but, far as they got but, last year. But now I have real doubts about Devin Booker being the number one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now I really have doubts. I mean, he's yeah. young, though. He's got years to grow. So right. I actually don't think I wouldn't like say it's over for him. He's got a, plenty of time to grow, yeah. but it's it's gonna it's gonna his expectations are gonna taper down next season after this. Um, yeah. I want to give the Mavs credit though because their defense is really the, the main reason why they've yep. progressed so much as a team this year. And as you said, that's a big credit to Jason Kidd. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable performance. Luca just hit step back three after step back three. Before yeah. I go to Chris Paul bashing out real quick because I just needed to do this, even though I love Chris Paul. Um, Luca Doncic guys. Like, I don't, you know, I, I, I hate when people try to, try to, you know, start, start putting guys in conversations early, but I'm tempted to say, man, this was, this was reminiscent to me of 07 LeBron and the way he took this team down. And, and unlike that Detroit team that didn't have Ben Wallace and was taken to seven games the previous year, this yeah. Suns team was ascending. This Suns team was, we have a young team. It's just Chris Paul is, and Jay Crowder, are our vets. We just came off the finals. We just set a record. More wins than any team with Walter Davis. More teams mm -hmm. than any Nash team. 
more wins than any Barkley Suns team. Walter and, Davis. Yeah. yeah, and you and you lose in the second round at home by 40 points. Yeah. Like this is all-time levels of embarrassing. This is worse to me than <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks in 2007 losing to that Warriors team in the first round. This is that was they were booing. The Suns fans were booing at halftime. That's a loyal fan base. Yeah. Um, but I want to say first, Luca, before we get into Chris Paul, what do you guys think of what we're seeing right now? I mean, this is this is this normal? I want to take. I want to take this one. This Luca, uh, yeah, just a guy on YouTube. Yeah, just a guy on YouTube. You need to watch JT a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> Luca's not on his level yet. He's definitely better than Trey Young. He passed. Wow, him. what? He's, really? he's definitely. He's a superstar. Yes, you damn right. I said it. He is, but he is not on JT's level. He's Come not. on. I'm sorry. I don't think he's on JT's level. I'm not. Now let let me see him. Let me see him dismantle the, the Warriors, the Dubs. You know what I'm saying? Get past him and get to the finals. Then I'll put him on JT's level. But to me, he's not there yet. And to your Devin Booker point, to, to Devin Booker earlier, I think Devin Booker, it, 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 that's why I don't fault. I, I'm not like coach. I don't fault CP3 as much because he's he's an old dude. He's a vet, but he's an old dude. The, the team goes through Devin Booker. Devin Booker, when he scores, when Aiden is scoring, that is what pushes that team along. And Devin Booker, if he does not have it, that team is not going to have it. So I put I put a lot of that on Devin. I put more of that on Devin and CP3. I, I differentiate with that. I, I put I put a lot of it on Chris because he he changed the whole culture when they got there. He he turned them into oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. uh, like a like a, a, a an NBA contender. And then yeah. when you do that, when you you when you put that on uh, the the team, like I I thought that he should have been the one to get him going because I really do think he's an extension of the coach and. I just, he just, the second he turned 37, I think that was it for him. I mean, <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, okay, I'm, I can't do what I, what I used to do. I feel I, what you're saying, but I don't forget, bad, they were getting better. Phoenix was getting better when they were still in the, uh, when they were still in the bubble. When they were in that bubble, yeah. they were putting people on notice. Like, look, we I, are going to be I never, I never pay attention. I don't, I don't do the bubble because the way that, the way that people, the way that people played in the bubble, you you heard what Jimmy Butler said. Hey, but Jimmy you Butler guys in the heat. He was looking at dudes like this dude ain't never played like this. Even Tatum said that he was like, "Yo, who was this guy?" Guess what? He's still in the league and he's still dope. He just won the yeah, sixth no, man of the year. No, what the no, hell no, are you talking about? Saying, you about I'm to saying, face them? You know what I'm saying? He was saying that there was a lot of people who, once the bubble, once they left the bubble, they weren't. Killing the way that they were doing it. True, anyway. but the Suns you know? were the Suns. To me, the the bubble was the bubble was what it was. But but also too, the Suns showed everybody. Guess what, NBA, we're coming, yeah, and they exactly. literally did yeah. the next season. But to look to uh, answer uh, answer uh, 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 what is it? Dime's question about Luca. Yeah, Luca. I, I, don't know. I, want, I want to go positive first with Luca before we go negative with the Suns because yeah. Luca, we got to give him some props. I mean, Luka. this is an what is he? He's younger than me. He's like yeah. literally he's younger than me. Luca mm-hmm. to me, Luca. It, Crazy. I I I know my history. Yeah, I, I've watched every basketball player you can think of. Luca is arguably the arguably the best twenty three year old we've seen in history. He's up there. I mean, you got Kareem, you got LeBron, you got Michael. He is arguably. Don't forget the now, magic I'm not man. Saying he's, I'm not saying he's <laughs> He's arguably, he's arguably, he's, you can argue it. Yeah. You can argue okay, it. You better, say, you, better, you better say that arguably word first. Especially well, as far as guys who had a team like, well, I haven't seen Jordan, but at least in my time watching basketball, it's really been, you know, LeBron and him that had, you know, teams where they weren't good when they first got there. And he, 
He took a team with no all-stars past the number one seed in this conference now in year four, which is a very good parallel right there. And he may get to the finals. I don't believe that this team will win the championship. I just think that you don't win a championship with this kind of team. You need another star. But they could beat these Warriors because they've shown some holes. But um, I would before we I, – I guess we could give the predictions for the conference finals at the end. But I want to go into Chris Paul before we move on to Boston. All right, um, give me one Booker, second. I need to grab my charger. You're good. Booker disappointing. Aiton disappointing. They're going to come back next season. We'll see what they got. But CP3, man, this is a guy who I've been – I always say I have a PhD <laughs> in Chris Paul in his game, his career. I've watched him since day one. I remember him winning Rookie of the Year. I was the, you I watched remember, him in New Orleans like that, Don? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. What do you mean like that? I didn't have a league pass. I watched him on national TV like everyone else. Playoffs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I, I was following the league, though. You know, I was yeah. aware he was going to win Rookie of the Year. I knew he was going to win it. Yeah. I remember when he missed the layup in the skills challenge in 2008, like that little ass shit. But mm. this guy, Chris, I love him. I always said he's not the best part of championship team. He needs to be a number two and that he's in the perfect situation now. I said he was. this was his best chance to win a championship, even though last year was his best chance, and he blew it then. Right. He didn't get it done again. And this yeah. was, you know, the one thing Coach said about fight in a game seven. The one criticism I never really had of Chris Paul he never laid down. He never quit. He never just didn't fight in a playoff game like this. He always went down swinging. As I said in my famous rant, game seven against Utah is the furthest he can go maybe. And he didn't have Blake or Chris Paul. He had JJ, DJ, and a bunch of average players. He had no excuse this time. And this is the problem. I said it. Everybody wants to call him a point god. No God who hasn't won a ring. And people want to anoint him better than Isaiah Thomas, better than freaking uh, Oscar Robertson. And, you know, oh, he's definitely better than Clyde Frazier. Oh, he's definitely better than Jason Kidd and Steve Nash or, and John Stockton. And then, and then, obviously, you know, you have J.J. in the media. I've already said my stuff on him, clowning a guy for saying, you know, they'd have Koozie over him all the time. Here's the thing about Koozie. You know, it's different, different eras, but – at the end of the day, Kuzia six of them was revolutionary, the best of his time. Chris Paul is great, but in 30 years' time, I think Chris Paul is just going to be on that list with Barkley, Malone, and the rest of them, never to win a ring. I'm sorry, Chris, but I just think that's how it's going to go. Coach Million, I know you've had your issues with JJ and leapfrogging guys in history. Uh, I want you to take this, man. Take it over. What is well, it? What's JJ? Who JJ? JJ, JJ Redick. Uh, I, I, yeah. Oh, I'm keeping man. it PG tonight. But he, it, the Jay reason why is right, he capes for Chris Paul because he had his best seasons of his career with Chris Paul throwing yeah. him the ball. In the well, right spot. I mean, it, it, to me, the biggest thing that I have, like I, I watch, I, like I say, I watch basketball. Like I watch every single era of basketball. Um, there's a lot of narratives that are that are crazy. That it comes where people say that, you know, a lot of these players weren't athletic. A lot of these players weren't doing these moves. And if you actually go back and watch a lot of these games, the the Dirk Nowitzki one foot that people were calling, you had guys like Gus Johnson doing that in the 60s and the 70s. Like the, the Duncan with the offhand, you had guys like Paul Westfall doing that. And he's the same height as J.J. Redick. So when he calls players plumbers and all that, it's because he never actually watched the game back then. And he wants to hype up the people that are players that he played against. Like, you know, if, I bet you if you asked him who some of the role players were on teams in the 70s, he, he wouldn't have a clue he of who they were. So that's – He barely know who the stars are. Exactly. No, here's the, here's the thing. Well, he doesn't know. With, I'm about to keep I, on. 
my fault. I take what JJ Reddick says with a grain of salt because he's he's the one I, I put up a video. He has every single he has the nerve to talk about scoring on plumbers when the majority of his points in the ACC came once he was being guarded by guys who weren't great defenders. The second he played up against Garrett Temple in LSU, he was getting locked down like there was no tomorrow. And I mean, what what are we saying here? You, you still got your flowers because you scored 2,000 points, but you weren't being guarded by the best defenders. You weren't being guarded by the most athletic, but we still got to give you your props. So don't disrespect the people from the past because we can bring up all the footage on you with your three for 18 versus LSU. Like, come on. Well, let me ask you this. Where does, where does um, you know, Chris Paul is not a guy who's young and still really building his – I mean, he still has maybe chapters of the legacy to be written, but – He's been in the league now 17 years. Where do you guys stand on on his uh, point guard? Like, wh- what tier does he fall in here? You got him over kid, Lash. We got to update this. Now. I'll let this you go. Oh. oh, yeah. Um, where do you, who are your point guards? I've never heard this from you. Who are your point guards? You know, I know you probably have Magic, number one. Whatever. Ever, man. We got to well, yeah, bring a Luca fan on. Edward, I know you're having the night of your life right now. Shout out to my man, Edward. Shout out to my man Edward Vera in the comments, man. He's a Luca fanboy, even though he's a Clipper fan first. I know that's could be an oxymoron, but he, <laughs> he's a he's an interesting fellow. And I, I didn't know. Chris Paul with a burning passion. So I know tonight is his kind of night. But uh, oh, give me your point guard list though, because Chris Paul, we got to talk about this real quick. Yeah, I just you know, I didn't know he went down gonna, I didn't, tonight. Ooh, I didn't I didn't know this was gonna be a, this was gonna turn into a let's kill JJ Redick and uh, uh, Chris Paul thing. But all right, <laughs> hey man, my Lob City team took all their baggage with them. In ten years time, twenty years time, you're gonna look back mm. and think for the people that actually thought we were gonna win a championship. You really thought a team with Chris Paul as the rest player and Blake Griffin and DJ and, and Glenn Rivers in charge was gonna win a championship? Yeah. Please. We were yeah. always pretenders, but a lot, a, lot, a lot of people thought y'all would uh, would win. I, I kind of we did a conference too. finals team at best, but anyway, continue. Oh, for real. <laughs> but here's the thing: uh, okay. uh, point guards all time. Yeah, I go Magic. Uh, I guess Ivo. Even though Ivo, he should have been a two. He shouldn't have been a, a point guard to me. Ivo John Stock. Yeah, Ivo John Stockton, Zeke. Uh, 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 what's my man? Not Starberry. I kind of like, I, I like uh, Ross Strickland. Ross Strickland. You was, like the, was, what about Oscar Robertson and uh, like you don't like, you, you don't like uh, Oscar Robertson or yeah, uh, big big O's and shit. But you know what I'm saying. You t- for me, like my all time dudes, it'd be it'd be Magic, it'd be Ivo, uh, Zeke, Stockton, and about Jason Kidd. J Kidd. Plus, do you consider Curry a point guard? No, I think no, I don't. I don't. All right. You got kid over you got kid over Paul? Yes. There's a lot of people I take over Paul. <laughs> a lot of people. Steve Nash. Ooh. Ooh. No, okay. Me. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some fans are probably not gonna uh, go with Chris Paul over Nash anymore. <laughs> you, 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 but you know what though? You know what though? You could kind of say the same about both of them because they almost went to went to their places. Yeah, that's true. You know, and they were able to make teams better, but Nash only played on like two. Chris made almost every team he played better that he played for, even OKC. So I don't know. I, I still, I probably go CP3 right there. But I, I just, I, I want to jump real back, real quick, back to what y'all were saying about JJ. I get y'all, y'all talking about JJ when he, when he's, when he's bashing the, the players from the sixties and seventies. Like, don't do that, JJ. You sound like a dumbass. But what he was saying about Mad Dog Russo that time. 
on a first take. I don't mess with first take. I don't mess with Stephen A because that dude is a coon and that, they don't talk about shit on that show. And I, I can't say that show on no level. But he, when he was what what JJ was saying, the Mad Dog was the truth. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, like, I, like, I, like, I, dude, I, you cannot tell. You cannot. Like, I, do I get sick of hearing Draymond? Hell yeah, I get sick of Draymond. Guess what? People listen to Draymond. A lot of times when Draymond talks, he knows what the hell he's talking about. Even though when you just when you get beat by uh, when you're down by 55 points to the damn Memphis Grizzlies and end up losing by 39, you should not be talking about the Bucks Celtic series. I'm just I, I'm just saying on your podcast. But that's that's a whole other question. But anyway, I, there's a lot of older fans and they're usually Caucasian fans or older fans that don't want to hear young black players say their opinion on stuff. And I, you know, I'm so glad JJ shut him down on that because well, he was I, right about that. JJ, that's 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 the one thing that I said. I said I said I absolutely love that JJ said that. The only thing that I don't like is that he disrespects the players from the past who who part of the reason why they're allowed to speak like this is because of a Bill Russell. Because of a Walt Clyde Frazier. So that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't like what he said because it's like you yeah. got to pay homage. Like Jerry uh, Jerry Harrison, uh, the one who played for um, the, the Yankees. Um, yeah, and he had said he's like no other, uh, no other group talks about players of the past like that. He said he doesn't understand why the NBA just constantly bashes the people before them, like. You have to pay homage to these. The NBA don't do it because the NBA uh, I, I talks about their, their their former stars better than any other league. I think the only league that does it better is maybe baseball because basketball is constantly NBA putting up their their Bill Russells and their Kareem Abdul-Jabbar so? and Dr. J. I, always doing that. But, but that's the thing. Years. That's the yes, thing. they have. You just had the 75th anniversary season. What you talking about? And, 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 celebrating and, and, at the All-Star game. It oh, was amazing. Look, look no, but oh, oh, but here's the thing. My you guys are, these are players that say stuff like that, not the yeah, leagues, no. the play, some players. But here's my thing about the NBA. Here's my thing about the NBA. I had this conversation with Dime. I had this conversation with Jason. Um, my thing about the NBA is they do do a good job of propping up the, the big names. But the problem is, is that there are so many other people who are all-stars and Hall of Famers that never get talked about. That's, That's my true. issue. Like yeah. you, I, I know That's a lot of people who don't even know who Mitch Richmond is, and oh. Mitch Richmond is a Hall of Famer. I mean, a lot of people who don't even know who Walter Davis is, who should be in the Hall of Fame. You mentioned, uh, you guys mentioned Walter Davis. I bet you there's I some did. people that don't know how, who Walter Davis is. He's a six-time yeah. All Star. He's All yeah. NBA, but yep. no, people don't know who he is because the NBA. They're going to big up Mo Moses Malone, rightfully so, Dr. Yeah. J, Larry Bird, Magic, yeah. Michael, but yeah. all these other guys that you don't know who were yeah. like the second and third guys compared yeah. to these other guys, you yeah. never hear about them. That's, fact. That's a good point. That's a good fucking point. So, but, yeah. Go ahead, Don. No, I was just going to I was just going to say to end it off on Devin Booker answering a question. Uh, I knew I had to I had to face the music here. I, I'm, I was wrong on Booker. Uh, I, I think he's still a great player. And he's gonna have a great future. And he may I still am not gonna close the door for him to be that guy on a championship team, but he clearly I've noticed that he kind of stops his dribble a little premature. Like he doesn't trust his handle sometimes, especially going left. He you always wants to, you think Devin he does? always wants to rise up and pull. I, he can wow. pull, but going all the way, I've noticed he kind of like yeah. he lost the handle a lot tonight, too. I think that's yeah. one thing he's gonna have to work on. Yeah. And I also think it's like when someone's hand checking you and you're driving into traffic, 
that's a little bit different than when you have no hands on you, regular season ball, and you can get to your spot free of contact. Like in the playoffs, hand checking is going to be uh, allowed a little bit more, and you're going to fa- face congestion and length. And the Mavs did a really good job of just staying in front of the ball tonight, really. And you got to give them full credit. It was amazing. The Suns, guys, I mean, we've been watching basketball for a while, but is this the worst? choke you can think of from a 60 plus win team i mean this is from the best record in the have you do you remember a team with the best record in the league go out this sad you can maybe argue against the mavs and against golden state was the closest no. shit hell did that a uh, coach you'll know this that sick that uh like that faker team well it was the lakers back then that laker team with elgin and jerry west that uh that broke the record uh it won 60 some games that they, they, won the the chip that they won the championship okay yeah. so not them yeah. okay definitely yeah. okay, so who else yeah baby no 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 shit, not, not the one with not the one with elgin baylor Elgin no, Baylor, Baylor he, but the one that yeah, set a record. Retired, yeah, he he set a record. Yeah, Wait, no, Elgin no. Baylor wasn't on that team? Yes, he was. No, he retired 10 games into the season. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. But, oh, wow. And, and I don't think they did what they do now, where if you start the season with the team, they give you a ring. So I don't think he ended up getting a ring for that team. Which you got to you got to play more. You got to play more than 10 games. And so yeah. that means, yeah, Elgin, yeah, he never he never got a ring. Yeah. Wow. My uh, the only time I can think of a, a a series where you know you had someone who not it didn't go, they didn't go out like bad like this like forty points but when you think about the, the, the Seattle SuperSonics were projected to win in '94 and they lost in the first round oh yeah yep yep that was a big one so everybody yeah, thought they huge. had the best record in the league they actually had the same amount of wins sixty-four yeah. and eighteen yeah. and then they came up and they. They blew. They lost three games in a row. That was the coming out party of Dikembe, though. That's yeah, when Dikembe. Yeah. That's when Dikembe announced himself to the world. That shit was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Someone said, NBA media main issue to me is that they decide to market the modern players by killing the old guys to make the new players be bigger, slash look better. They can. They just can't highlight modern players by themselves. That's not true. They, well, Casey okay, so says NBA media. NBA media media does not do that. I think NBA fans do that, and some players do that that are young and stupid. But I do not see NBA media do, doing that. TNT does not do that. NBA TV yeah, does not. Do because they're ex-players on there. They can't do that. They they get laughed off the set. Like you okay. know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, so that's NBA media. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'm saying yeah. I guess I guess I mean I guess it's just it's it, it's an extreme thing. Well, There's I, one side that's one side that's pro old and just exaggerates to make all older fans or people that like the older game look bad and then there's yeah. the other side that's just like too completely disrespectful the only difference is the older side that may exaggerate has seen both eras the younger one yeah. hasn't that's my yeah. issue yeah yeah but, well i mean you yeah. think about it like like you you got guys like mark jackson and jeff van gundy they're gonna talk and they, they're gonna they're gonna tell they actually talk about the history of the game they will bring up so many players from the past. They'll bring up, oh yeah, they brought up Curly Neely the other day. So like they'll they'll Cur- talk Curly about Neal, yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll talk about players from the past. But then you got the guys like JJ Redick who will say that players are plumbers, and then Stephen A. Smith will say, <coughs> oh, I agree with them. And then Shannon Sharp he will scream, oh well, MJ didn't play anybody. Like, are, are we kidding? Like, that's 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 the stuff that I don't like. I've never heard. Did Shannon Sharp actually say that? Yeah, he he said he said um, when he had his little what is it that Breakfast Club or whatever he calls it. I don't know that, that Club Shay Shay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Club Shay Shay. So he asked <laughs> he asked somebody. And they said, well, who who's the best player of all time? And then they said, well, uh, it, it's Michael. And they were like, oh, Michael or LeBron? And he was like, Michael. And then. He's like, but he didn't play anybody. And then he's like, come on, man. And, okay. he, you know, you, you can't say stuff like that. 
Shannon should know. Shannon should know because he grew up in that time and he was playing professional ball at that time. So he knows these players. He knows Carl Malone. He knows Mitch Richmond. He knows Akeem Olajuwon. So when you talk about you didn't play anybody just because they didn't make it to the finals, they were still in the league. And he still won a championship. You know what that's, I mean? that's Shannon just trying to say something, trying to trying to get his name out there and say something provocative. Let me say a crazy take so people pay attention. More importantly, how about these cats today, goddammit? Yeah, how, yeah, about these cats? Gotta, how about these cats? How about these cats today? How about them? I just want to say some uh, some of the numbers for the Suns players. Chris Paul, four for eight, only 10 points. He stayed efficient, didn't get shots off. doesn't fucking matter if he was efficient. Evan Booker, three for 14, 11 points. Terrible. DeAndre Ayton, two for five. I mean, that's how do you only get five shots off in a game seven? He also barely played. He only played 17 minutes because this was the first time I really saw Ayton get, like, cooked in the pick and roll. It's because Luka, he's just a special player. Um, Mikhail Bridges, three for 11. Jay Crowder, two for nine. It was a joke. Luka, though. Oh, man. Luka, 35 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, 12 for 19 from the field, six of 11 from deep, five for five from the line. 11 of 15 from the field for Spencer Dinwiddie, 5 for 7 from deep. He had 30. And Jalen Brunson, after two really tough first two games, answered everything, was bully-balling guys in the post, scoring on Booker, Chris Paul, left and right. He had 24 points of his own on 11 of 19 shooting. Um, And then the the, the Reggie Bullocks of the world, the Dorian Finney-Smiths, they played amazing defense all series long. So Mm. amazing series for the Mavs, an an incredible failure for the Suns. Chris Paul, my God, I don't even want to hear it anymore. Love you, though, still. I still love Chris Paul. Don't get it twisted. Anyways, <laughs> how did they anyways, only? How did Finney Smith and uh, Bullock only? I don't know why we got to call him Bullock now, but that's what he wants. Bullock. How did they both only end with uh, like ten points <laughs> between both of them? Like what? The I fuck? don't know. I mean, that, that's that's it seems like it kind of goes to what Coach said. I feel like they kind of they stayed home and they didn't give them chances to rotate the ball and find open shooters. But it was a lot of ISO ball with Luca and Spencer, and they were cooking them up. Even they're big. Even Brunts, a Powell, didn't even get off. He I tell you what, like that. I, I, he got minutes today. He got well. He only had tw- he got twenty some minutes. I'm gonna That's tell you good. like this: who who's gonna be the difference for them in the next round is gonna be their bigs, like their uh, 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 Finney Smith, Bullock, Powell. Like they need to go hard because Golden Bullock State does not Finney have Smith bigs. Like wings, more wings than bigs. They don't even really play with okay. bigs, do they? With Dwight Powell, <clears throat> you're right. Give Powell more minutes. Mobile. And throw no, nah, not Bobox too slow. You know that. <laughs> I throw box. I I throw uh, Kleber out there because Kleber. I think he he can do some stuff in the paint and he can shoot the three. Yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, their bigs are gonna they're gonna kill uh, for Golden State next round for real for real. Let, let's shift it over to the Celtics and the Bucks. This series oh, lived true. up to all the billing. Uh, I, I had this as I it said it was did. the two highest quality Eastern Conference teams playing each other since at least the LeBron Miami era. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the best, most high quality Eastern Conference series I've seen in a long time. And the first quarter was, you know, defensive. You already know this team is going to stick to their principles, drop coverage mostly for the Bucs with Giannis and Brooke, and then the Celtics going to switch everything. And the, the Bucs had some success in the first. Giannis was making the right plays. They were up six after one. But the Celtics really clamped down again in that second quarter. They held the Bucs to only 17 points in that second, had a 10-point lead at the half. What did you guys – and you know what you stuck out initially? All the threes were going from the first quarter, and Jalen and Jason Tatum set the tone. Coach, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the Jays? So to set the tone, we talk about setting the tone in a game seven. What do you think of your guys tonight? I mean, th- th- what can you say? Like, they, <laughs> I, I love, I actually like when we um, uh, don't start great because I think sometimes, like, 
when we do start too good, then we, we're like human behavior. We start to become complacent. So I often like it when we just kind of like are, are going through and we're trying to maintain. But I think Jason Tatum, he established himself early and he was attacking. And I thought Jalen Brown did the same. The, the, the way he was going at Bobby Portis, and I think him going at Bobby Portis like that really started to affect Bobby Portis's confidence because Bobby Portis had, like, he was he, he was he, rattled. Last year, if you think about last year, his confidence was so high, and he was going at people left and right and talking and talking even throughout this whole year. But now we come and J- Jalen Brown is going right at his neck, and then you see Bobby Portis – probably like three possessions later, he comes out of the game and he breaks his glasses in half. Like he was just in his head. And I think the way that M.A. decided to continue to attack the left side where um, uh, Brooke Lopez wouldn't be able to rotate quick enough, which left Grant Williams wide open for threes, I think that was masterful. And – you know, obviously, Budenholzer didn't make any adjustments to that. They said, "Okay, well, we're going to live with Grant Williams doing it." But they did, and they got burned. And they did, and they got, and they got. You live by it, and he died by it too. <clears throat> and so, I mean, I was going to say to, "Oh, did you have any fear that potentially you guys would fall into the trap of shooting too many threes and bricking, or were you just feeling feeling confident?" We saw those first couple go in. Oh, no, not at all. Um, I, uh, you know, <clears throat> I just love how. They shot the ball so well, and you look at the first quarter, in the first quarter they shot horribly. The only person that could shoot was JT. That was literally the only person. We shot horribly, and at the end of the quarter, we're only down six points. Yeah. We should have been down We should have been down 15, 20 points at the end of that first quarter as bad as we played. So <laughs> I, I thought we were we were doing pretty good. And like Coach said, you know, it's it, – I don't think um, I don't want to, I don't like to ever see them get off to a bad start, but I get what he's saying because <laughs> sometimes when they come mm-hmm. out, you know, but, but that's the old Celtics. They don't blow those leads like they used yeah. to. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was proud of this team. I was uh, proud of how they stuck with it um, in that second quarter. They just they just put the clamps on. I mean, <laughs> I, man, <laughs> Grant Williams, man. I mean, <laughs> Grant Dan Williams. I, I said this. I said to two people, I really, I, I got to give it up for right now, is PP and G Will. I said it in a damn, uh, what was it? I said it in a uh, in a in a Twitter space with a bunch of Celtic fans, uh, even uh, Al Sh- uh, Sherrod Blakely, um, you know that works for uh, used to work for uh, uh, NB, uh, uh, you know NBC Boston. Um, I said to a bunch of uh, uh, Celtic reporters, you can't not. G will and PP until they're in the situation. Well, we don't know if they're going to do it, and they're going to and da 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 da. And this is when we were already up. I think we were up mm-hmm. like two, three games in the Brooklyn series. You know, yep. what I'm saying I think of uh, Valley. You might, uh, coach, you might have been in that damn space. And it yeah. was just like you're, you're 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 knocking these guys, and they haven't been put in a spot yet to, to show that they can't do it. Yeah. But this season, their their games have stepped have have gone up considerably, mm-hmm. especially with Grant with that shot. I mean, yeah, look at yeah. look at my man Pee Pee. Pee got what seventeen minutes and got fourteen points. He was you know unbelievable in the second half. Yeah, and then to your question earlier, Dime about the goat. You know, what I'm saying? like Peyton was doing his thing. And to your question earlier, Dime about the threes, I wasn't worried about them missing about them uh, about the threes and them taking too many. 
that's Milwaukee's whole thing. Like Coach said, he's going to – Coach is going to give – Bud is going to give up them threes. All we got to do is knock them down, and they knocked them down. That was the main thing. Like, if they knock them down – that's a stupid-ass game plan to me anyway. You just want to give them all threes so they don't drive the lane. Okay, but if we knock them down, which we can, it's game. So you think in retrospect the Bucks should have gone to a switch everything scheme of their own with like Giannis or Bobby Portis at the five and just tried to switch it all? No, I don't, I don't think. I just think, think they should have been like it. Just sort of like both teams. Like I, what what I said um, with uh, what I said before, they didn't change up their game plan. I, I just didn't think it, it, at this point in time in a game seven, everybody has pretty much figured everybody out. So you have to keep making adjustments. And when you let a team get comfortable and then you become you become complacent. So they let the Celtics get comfortable doing the same thing over and over again, and they didn't switch it. I mean, it, it, it's and it wasn't like the Celtics were taking bad shots. Every single shot that they took was wide open, and they were good shots. Yeah, they didn't take any bad shots at all today. Yeah, and they, and they moved the ball well. So, like, to me, I was just like, well, this is – this is going to be the game. They're going to they're going to take this game and they're going to take everything that they give them. They're not going to try to force anything. And I thought that was that was great on their part. That showed maturity. Because if this was like maybe 2 years ago Celtics, you know, I I don't think they have the same maturity that they had today in taking what was given to them. Do you think I was, was going to say, so let's talk also about the Celtics defense. You know, you guys, I think Giannis had his worst game of the series today when it counted most. And that's not really knocking on Giannis. I think that a game seven on the road is very, very tough. And when you lose that game six at home and you put yourself in that situation where you have to go back to Boston for a game seven or go anywhere for a game seven on the road, it's extremely tough to win. And the Celtics did such a great job of building those walls. And at times – you know, it looked like Giannis had a lane of the basket. He'd get the step, and then last second, Al Horford or Grant Williams or somebody would collapse and force a turnover, force an offensive foul. What did you guys think of the way you guys were guarding uh, Giannis and how, you know, last game we saw him get 44 points. This game it was, you know, help late and make someone else try to beat you, and you didn't get much from the role guys today. Yeah. I'm going to tell, tell you what it is. Uh, Sean uh, Grander, Grandy for uh, Radio Celtics. Radio announcer? Yep, for uh, uh, Boston Boston Celtics radio dude up in Boston with Cornbread, with my boy Cornbread, um, uh, 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 Cedric, Cedric Maxwell, Cornbread Maxwell, he called it Novocaine defense. You know, he calls the Celtics defense Novocaine defense. And I'm, that's that's the mantra I'm going to go with. That's the title I'm going to call it. I mean, when you can hold the uh, last year final MVP to 10 to 26 shooting in this game, 25 points, he got his little 20 boards, but of course he's going to get that. He's freaking Giannis. But you could stifle him and hold him down literally the whole series, even in the last game when he got 44. Uh, most of his points come from the damn free throw line any damn way. We kept his numbers down this whole series. Nobody's able to stop Giannis, but we were able to stop him and or slow him down. I said it at the start of this series, before the series even started. You have to kill. You have to, you have to uh, uh, take the head off the snake. Take the head off the snake. You, you take the head. You, you stop Giannis and you stop that team, and especially when he don't have his Scotty Pippen to go to. I mean, the, the defense, the defense was it, it was what it was. It was Novocaine. It just it just shut them the fuck down. Five turnovers for Giannis, coach. What did you see that was so impressive with the way you were defending him? Yeah, um, go ahead. 
First, first, I want to say, uh, stop it, Ty Goodner. Ain't no way the C's beating the Warriors. Cut that out. Um, anyways, uh, the way that the the, the way that they defended him, um, I, I just I really thought that the intensity was so good. Like they 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 knew what he was going to do. They knew when he was going to pick up his dribble, and they were always there when he was going to pick up his dribble. Right. And then when he decided to make a turn to spin, you had people coming. My coach always told me, my coach, he he was my, one of my AU coaches. He played with Kermit Washington, the one who wow. did the room with Tom Jonovich. So yeah. um, he told, he always told us, you want to always catch that person once they have their back turned on the spin. Because then they don't see what's coming, right? So you yeah. want to catch them off guard. So he's like, it's a split second, but you have to practice it on turning on the spin and getting them with that double team or or or, or collapsing. And I thought that the Celtics did that, and, and they picked their spots when they did it. They didn't do it every time, but they did it enough that he had to second guess what he was doing. And I think that forced him to miss a lot of shots. And I, I, that's, I was like, wow. They, they really have a game plan of what they're going to do for this dude. And I think they saved the best for last. They were like, we're not going to show everything that we're going to do to him yeah. in all these games when it comes to game seven. Oh, yeah, we got something for your ass, Jonas. Do you guys <laughs> God think forbid they call it? God forbid they call a fucking uh, a travel on these spin moves that he does because mm. he travels every fucking time yeah, he spins. Five, five every turnovers. time Giannis spins, they do not, they do not, they never call these travels. Every time, oh, all these charges, they find, they finally called the charges in this game. That's why he got in foul trouble early. Finally, yeah. in this game, they finally called him. But good God, the whole series to let this man charge through like a fucking cow. Now, you know, you guys kept extending the lead. Jalen Brown was hitting. Everybody was hitting. Peyton Pritchard had a moments in the second half where he was feeling himself. That's my and, and Tatum just was unbelievable in the series. I think he definitely p- outplayed Giannis in these last two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Horford, again, just an amazing performance. But the guy to me that really, when you just look at, you know, Ime aside and the maturity and like the storyline aside, the one actual basketball player you guys had last year that improved drastically this year, Marcus. Grant Williams. Because oh, Grant every Williams. single – Thing, the you criticism will. of Grant for the last couple of years. I mean, I lived in Massachusetts. I watched the games. Um, his whole thing was, is he good enough offense? Is he good enough offensively to, or defensively to stay on the court? Because offensively, he's so bad unless he's making his occasional threes. Yeah, but right. now he's a knockdown three. He had no offense, really. Now yeah. he's a knockdown three-point shooter. And that's opened up everything. Because now he's a proper three and D guy. He can defend everyone in these in these days in today's yeah. nba and his um he's able to like guys are running him off the line and he actually is making the right passes and doing all those t- kind of things what a game for him tonight guys oh i'm gonna start with you 27 points six rebounds you know it's always said role players play better at home but seven for 18 three like, grant williams shot 18 threes in a game seven and he mm-hmm. made seven of them and it was mm-hmm. it worked like, out. come on man like 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 yeah. Yo, it was uh, a lot of people got played uh, with uh, regular season awards this year. Uh, uh, Joel got played with the MVP. And I think G Will, I don't know where he finished in the voting, but I know he didn't finish high. 
And I tell you one fucking thing. If he didn't finish high enough to get the damn trophy, then he got played. That dude should have got most improved player of the year. The mm-hmm. reason why, his offense, number one, that shot that he's he's developed year after year after year that I said before, it's gotten totally better this year. And his defense. This man is was a, this man is able to put his chest out and take the, 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 the onslaught that comes from Thanos, aka Giannis. Like he could <laughs> he could take Thanos just coming in and hit chest. And he just and you know who falls when Giannis barrels into people in the in the league, 99% of the league does what? What happens when Giannis barrels into their ass? They fall. They fall. What happens when Grant does it? Giannis falls the hell back. Like Giannis is like, oh shit. Like what? Who can do that? I'll tell you who. He likes to be called Batman. I'm gonna call this motherfucker Batman. Grant friggin' Williams. His mom is hot, by the way. His mom's is hot. I don't know what it is, but his mom's look good. But real talk, G Will, Batman, that dude is nice, man. For real. Coach, I mean, I also want to ask about Giannis. You know, I think he had a, a really good series overall. Yeah, he did. I still think he was. I still think I'd have to have him have my choice for best player in the league just because. I still dominant. think I. I still think he's the best player in the league. I mean, but let me ask you this: Did we see kind of some limitations coming back with him in the half court of not having much besides charging or lowering the shoulder at people? And we we did and we didn't. Like so, we did in a sense, but I think he was trying to to put it all on the line because. He, he got nothing from anybody. Like yeah, the reason enough. why we were able to pack it in and being able to close out is because you had Grayson Allen who wasn't doing nothing. You had Pat Connington who wasn't really doing nothing. Drew, I was surprised that Drew didn't do what he normally does. He played okay, but he didn't play up to par. He gave Bobby him 21. Corner. He got 15 from Brooke. He got something. Yeah, but, but I mean, those 21, like how were, when were they? You know what I mean? Like I thought Brooke was about, actually – oh, you're talking about Drew Holiday? Yeah, Drew Holiday yeah, had a yeah. game. It's, Drew's, Drew's like, when were they? Like, Because in the first half he struggled. And by that time, you know, like they were already starting to get a lead and be up by like 14 or something. And then he started to get his points when like, you know, I, I thought that it was kind of out of reach. Like I, I, I just thought that Drew would have established himself the way that he did in the finals of game five last year. I thought he was really going to step up. I mean, you think about the way he played in game five this series. Like, he was marvelous. The defensive stops, like the shots that he made, the timely buckets. But he just he just didn't have it. And I think, you know, Giannis was – he had a lot of – there was nothing being run. It was like Giannis dribbled downhill and then try to go into somebody. Like, well, because here's the thing. When you, guys are switching, when you guys are switching everything and there was a time where you guys were – not giving him the Jalen switch because I know Giannis. Yeah. I've noticed in the series he wants the Jalen switch, and yeah, you guys right. are not giving him that. Right. And it's like you guys have forced Drew Holiday and Giannis to play ISO ball the whole series, yeah. and like they've actually gone by and won three games by doing it. Yeah, because Giannis attracts so much attention, and this is where they really missed Middleton like the last four games yeah. badly. Yeah, like they missed him badly, and like you know I never like to do the hypothetical if this guy would have played they would have won type of thing because it's, you can't prove it. I think it changes the dynamic of a series, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely something that'll always be a what if. And the thing is, the reason why nobody should feel bad for a Celtics fan is the Bucks literally had this last year where yeah. there was the what if Kyrie Irving wasn't hurt. So yeah. shit happens. You got to find a way to get it done and. But let me ask you this. You know, I agree with the fact that I don't think Giannis got the support. He didn't have – I just don't think they were as good of a team as you guys without Middleton yeah. straight up. Yeah. But my question is, at what point to take the next step? And I guess 
you can't go any higher than like best player in the league. But when we're talking relative to the grades of history, Giannis gets to do a lot of what he got to do because the paint is so clear these days. You know, they, yeah. they go small. So if he played with real centers and like forwards when it's not five out back in the day, what Tracy McGrady said about him is true to me. Now, at what point do you get a low post or reliable mid post game? Because he was going to that jump hook today in the second half, and it was not looking pretty. I noticed it seemed yeah. like a go-to move, not a go-to move that worked very well in these playoffs to me. Everything that worked well was just running guys over, some amazing like footwork at the rim, but not like it at the rim. and mid-range. Yeah. You know what I mean, it, Everybody said his mid-range improved tremendously, and the stats backed it up in the regular season, but they didn't. it didn't show up in the playoffs like that. And look how much room you guys are giving him. This is not like – if you're counting mid-range field goal percentage, this isn't even how LeBron gets guarded in that area yeah. of the court. Like LeBron, yeah, well, Le, Le, LeBron got guarded like that early, early in early, his early. And he was in. Would you even say was this sad? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't this yeah. bad. Like to me – so Giannis has got the strength of Carl Malone. He's yeah, his he, I feel he, like he uses it more too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's, yeah, he's got he can have a passing ability of Mono Ginobili at times, you know. But his jump shot, he got the jump shot of Dale Davis. Like it's just, <laughs> it's not consistent, you know. And it's not consistent. He, the post, the post move, he really needs to gain a little bit of a post move, you know. Like I really just think that if he gets that mid post game and it's like consistent. Then he will be unstoppable. And like, unstoppable. but everybody just seems to think that you need to either make a layup or get a three point shot. And that's it. That's Giannis, all they know. That with, with Giannis not having a three point shot, I think you have to get that mid range. Like, you can't, because if you, they're, they're packing in the paint because they know that's where you're going. Yeah. That's literally. You're not going to knock down threes. So they're like, well, he's not shooting. He's not going to go to the mid post. He's coming all the way to the basket, and we're gonna be here waiting for him. Like, let's be real. My bad. I was gonna say, let's be real. How many times per game is he in in a, in a situation on a possession where it's like, oh my god, was that an offensive foul? Or was it not? Everything yeah. is predicated on on lowering the shoulder, going right into the chest of guys, and like you need a little bit of a back to basket game with some finesse that doesn't make put so much pressure on the refs all the time. You know, yeah. I love that about Giannis though that he puts pressure on the refs. I feel like a lot of guys in today's league don't do that enough, but. I, I get that. I mean, but that's we said this, man. I think we said this two epic two post games ago. Uh, it was Don. highlighted more today, though. Yeah, it's just like, dude, you you and I said this on I said this on Sirius XM. I said this with you. I said this on Spaces. I said this wherever the fuck. You know, what I'm saying, why do you just jump to a three, Giannis? How about you get a mid range first? Like you need a mid range. Like that that's what that's what you need. If you have that, that will solidify your game. You said, what else do they need to take for for them to take for them to take the next step? The Bucks, shit, the Bucks. All no, they need. I don't to think do- the Bucks need to take any next step. Okay, you mean Middleton was there? They, they, this conversation may not even be taking place. Exactly. I'm just saying for Giannis to, because he can go a level higher and he just needs a jumper. That's all yeah. he needs. Mid-post, and I want, yeah, or post. He, Back that's, that's that's all he needs. He needs because he needs a jumper or he needs a low post move. Because you saw late in that game today when they when when they were done and the Celtics would not let him get those little those dunks and he couldn't just charge his way through because he was he, he had was, foul he trouble. Him, what is he doing? He's just launching the ball like the hoop. Like that's literally all he could do. Like a few feet away, just launching it up there. And Bud and Coach Bud had no no answers because he doesn't know how to uh to, to really you know scheme. He doesn't know how to you know change things up. He doesn't know how to switch. 
switch up his game plan. But another thing too, and and, and it talk talk about how he doesn't know how to switch up his game plan. How do you have all these switches? This is why Bucks really killed their kill almost killed themselves last year and killed themselves this year. How do you have all these switches? When you got Peyton Pritchard on goddamn Lopez and you don't take advantage of that. You got Smart on Lopez and you don't take advantage of that. Like, you have switches that favor you in height and you don't take advantage of it. You, you, your big man either, you know, gets scared and he passes the ball back out or you don't even give it to him. Like, I don't, I don't get it. it it's, it's happened numerous times and, they, and they, they did not take advantage of that. I think you – you you I, I, I quote Michael Jordan on this because – in the 92 finals, he hit six of 10 threes, right? And Set a they interviewed him and they asked him, like, do you think that you're going to start shooting threes more? He said, well, absolutely not, because it takes away from the other parts of my game that are so strong. You know, will you start looking for threes? He goes, and that's what I did. I started looking for them instead of and, and taking the pressure off the defense. Yeah. And here we have Brooke Lopez who used to be a stupendous post player. Yeah. And now all he does is stay out on the perimeter and shoot threes. We talked about this, He doesn't attack those mismatches that he has. He's seven feet. Well, there was one time where he got in the post and he got a three-second violation because he didn't pass him the ball. Yeah. That's another thing. These guys don't trust their entry passes, a lot of players in today's league. Well, no one entry passes anymore. Kenny Smith said it on on the TNT. He was like, you, he's like, how many times did Joel Embiid have a mismatch on someone and they couldn't right. get him the ball because they can't make good entry passes? Same right. with the Utah Jazz, the occasional right. times that Rudy posts up. Right. But 109 81, the Celtics, after going down 3 2, shout out to coach. Yeah. He said it was going to be 81 all over again. For those that don't know, 1981 Celtics came back from a 3 1 deficit to beat the Sixers in the conference finals and then went on to win the championship. Yep, they I were sure able- did. And I said, game six, you don't got Larry Bird. But Jason Tatum said, I'm like, I'm like that. And a performance that, if this, especially if the Celtics win this championship, what a, what a performance. Jason Tatum in game six. What are we saying about this guy, guys, as a Celtics fan? This, uh, this is an ascendance of grand proportions. He could be in that Dwayne Wade category to lead this team to a ring at 24 and under, man. Yeah. That's a category that's very exclusive. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk real quick because I, 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 I gotta say this. I gotta say this, coach, before okay. you jump in. I gotta say this because this is prudent to what he literally just said. I was just at the bar. I was watching this game earlier, and this older guy that was a, that was a Bucks fan. He said, uh, "I said, I, I said that Giannis is the best player in the game," and he disagreed with me. And he's a Bucks fan, which made no sense. But I just said, you know, Giannis is the best player in the game. But then uh, the guy behind me said, "Well, what about JT?" I said, you know what? If JT is able to take this team to the to, to out of, uh, to the NBA Finals, which I see him doing, because Miami is not big enough, strong enough, or deep enough to, uh, to mess with us, and he can he can take them to the to the promised land, and he does it like he's the Finals MVP, he's the Conference MVP. Because what's that mm-hmm. now? That's going to be the, the the Larry Legend Trophy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, JT can literally put himself up there with Giannis, KD. Braun right now. He can put himself well, right up already, there in that out, top. He already he already um proved that he he, he outplayed KD the whole series. The way he that. defended him, mm-hmm. I never seen anybody block KD on his jump shot. Like he he had proved that he could defend too. He showed that he could defend. Now the one thing that I want to do say is I think Jason That's Tatum 
has reached superstar status. And I thought, no doubt. I thought that midway through the year, my boy was calling him, um, you know, baby Kobe, uh, baby Mamba. And I was like, I'm not there yet. I'm gonna call him preemie Mamba. Um, but then all of a sudden, once he started to ascend, I was like, okay, I can give you that baby Mamba name. He is, he is really ascended. He is. And I think, Ime has done a wonderful job of getting the best out of these guys. And I, I'm I'm proud. I, I had lobbied for him as the coach since day one. I was like, hey, Ime needs to be the coach. He needs to be the coach. And in terms of the heat, because I got to get out of here because I, I got to wake up and go to work tomorrow. I'm in Massachusetts, so it's like 12, 12, 12 o'clock out here. So in terms of the heat, I think – the times that we struggled against the Heat was because I don't think Brad was really good at uh, working out of a zone. And I think M.A. M.A. has so many zone offenses that he's learned from Greg Popovich that we will be absolutely fine and we have a much more solid depth. So I think we got – I think we beat them in six – and then we go on to the finals, and then we play the Warriors, and I think it's going to be the Celtics-Warriors, and I honestly think the Celtics can win in six, but I think we can win in seven as well. Either way, I got the Celtics going all the way, winning the finals. Jason Tatum going to be the finals MVP. He's going to be the conference finals MVP, and that's the way I'm going to leave it. Validation, follow my station. Uh, uh, I got I got a podcast, One in a Million. Um, on Spotify and Anchor, followed up. Dime, I appreciate you having me out here, man. No problem, Coach. Thanks for ha- thanks for joining us. Um, we're probably gonna close it out soon, but if you have to leave now, I'll get as well. Yeah, I got I got to because I I, I I gotta wake up extra early and teach some of these students. No, no get problem, that coffee. Bro. You'll be all right. <laughs> let them let them seize power you through, man. All right, Coach. <laughs> all right, fellas. Yes, sir. But basically. I mean, there's not much else to say. I got the Celtics. Let's read the stat lines before we make our predictions. Mm-hmm. What a win. What a series. Jason Tatum. Oh, God, I'm so 20, three points, Talk six rebounds, it. eight assists, seven for 14 shooting, five for nine from deep. Just set a tone. Made all the right plays. Did turn the ball over a lot, but overall did his thing. Grant Williams, as we said, 27 points, 10 for 22 shooting, seven for 18 from deep. Jalen Brown, 19 points, eight rebounds, eight for 16 shooting, and two of five from deep. Dime, dime. The Jays didn't even score the most points. I know. The Jays didn't even score the most points. And they and they and they had a dominant win. That is Celtic basketball right there. That's old school Celtic basketball. You live you know what I'm saying? Three. Absolutely. You lived by the three. It's been a th- it's been a downfall for the Celtics teams in the last couple of years, but tonight you got the right threes. You hit them. 22 right. for 55 from deep. That's 40%. That's a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. The Bucks, total opposite end of the spectrum. Four for 33, 12% from three. It just their other guys didn't hit, and that makes sense. That's what happens when you're on the road for a game seven. And I want to mention one thing before we go for our predictions. Giannis, 25 points, 20 rebounds, nine assists, but five turnovers, 10 for 26 on the field. I don't think he played very well personally. One for four from deep. Brooke Lopez, 15 points, 10 rebounds, six for 12 from the field, but one of six from deep. So he was five for six. From two again, going back. You know, talked about last game. Yes, you know what's crazy too. If they had more people scoring, I feel like they, or maybe like, uh, yeah, one other one other person scoring besides Drew and Giannis. I feel like they win this. They killed us in the point in uh, paints in the point forty eight to twenty six, and then fast break point seventeen to eight eight. Like yeah, good, 
dude, they killed us in that. Like, and we had more fouls than them. Wow. Grayson you know Allen and Wes Matthews were one for 11 combined. You know, they, they just had, didn't much from their role guys. Bobby yeah. Portis ended up shooting okay, four for nine, but he was he was in foul trouble and was just frustrated, as Coach Million said. So the Celtics knock off the defending champs. No Middleton. That'll always be a what if, but credit to the Seas, Jason Tatum. He is big time. I said it from day one. I said Celtics in six for the series. Ended up being Celtics in seven. I think the Celtics team is special. This is the best Celtics team since 2012. I stand by that. They may be even better. This is their best chance to win a title since 2010. And now they have to win it to me. They have to win it. Because I just really don't think that these teams are as good. Like straight up. And I I think the Heat are going to win in six. I just think that it's a – they've been tested more than this Miami Heat team. I think that they're – they're both – both these teams are pretty reliant on the three ball. The defensive battle is going to be amazing. I think this can be an old school kind of 2000s-like series. It's going to be harder to score. Yeah. But I'm going with the Celtics in six games and Jason six, Tatum six. doing the thing, being the best player in the series. I think Jimmy will be great, but I think that the switch, everything length is going to take, is going to have, the Heat are going to have trouble scoring. And I think that the advantage is going to be Jalen and Jason. That's what's up. I, I, I 100% uh, concur with that. Um, I, I think you're right. Um, I don't see that Miami Heat team is good. All those threes that uh, Boston was able to get just open threes in, in this last series, and it's not going to happen in the ECF. Uh, Miami is not giving that up. That is a well-coached uh, Spo team, like usual. Um, you know, what was it? Coach was, uh, you know, Spo. <laughs> you know, you're really going to see some great coaching in this series. You're going to see that Eme should have got a few more Coach of the Year votes over Spo. I mean, Spo got, I guess he came in second. Eme kind of got uh, shitted on in that department, which I didn't like. But you're really going to see – if you look at a match, you know, matchup per matchup across the board, they really don't match up with the Celtics well. Like we every almost in every position out, uh, you know, um, we have the better player. And if you have the better player, you'll win. I mean, you you go Al Bam. Who are you taking? I'm taking Al. You go what? Uh, really? What that, that's a good debate. Bam I'm, is younger and more more lively, man. Well, guess what? Right now. I, I just saw Al take out the uh, take out the best player in the game, so I think he could do he, okay he with, with Bam. A lot though by Giannis in this series here and there. I think Grant yeah. was the better defender on Giannis. Okay, probably so, but I, I, the, he still did a good job. I understand what you're saying. It, it, like Giannis, it, like uh, Al did a great job against him. You get Max, you got Max Struess versus uh, what is that against JB? Like, come on now, that's JB. Who you got a uh, Gabe uh, uh, Gabe Vincent versus uh, Marcus Smart? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like Kyle Lowry's not going. He's kind of hurt. And even if he does go, I'm taking Marcus Smart over Kyle Lowry. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, I'm sorry. That'd be uh, 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 Jimmy Butler over uh, JB. I guess you know what I'm saying. Or Jimmy Butler. He's he's at the four. He's at the uh, he's at the uh, the two or the three. Which one is he? Who? Jimmy Butler at the three because Drew starts at the two. Okay, so you could put. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you so yeah, you got Tatum on him. So t- Tatum. You guys gonna switch? Every, it's gonna be a lot of switch everything on both sides. It's gonna be yeah. you know how it's gonna be. But I got the season six. Yep. Um, it's going to be a great series. This will be the real first test for Miami. They've been expected to win these series pretty easily, mm-hmm. but now, I mean, Philly because Embiid's injury, but now it's going to be a real test for Miami. And I, th- yeah. I tell you one thing: if Miami does not have Kyle Lowry, and if they do not have Vo, they better they better hope they got a strong Vo, and they better hope they have a strong Kyle Lowry if they want this to be a decent series. Because real, I honestly, I can see Celtics as strong as they are, and the way that they can, the, the way that you've seen them this playoff, just put their just put their will on teams, and just literally just clamp down with the, with with what Sean said with the Celtic uh, Celtic broadcaster Novocaine defense. I can see Celtics in five, man. I'm gonna go ahead and say it and say it now, season five. 
Wow, that's bold, especially for a team with not without home court advantage. But yes, yep, I'm it, saying it. And I'm gonna go with with the other series. I think it's gonna be an interesting one. You're gonna have both teams switching a lot. I'm gonna go with Warriors in seven. It's going the distance, but Luca's got a chance. I think he may be better than Steph now. Like we'll have to see in this series. I think he may. Ooh, he may right. be. His size just un, unreal. But right. That's it. I guess for us tonight. I mean, we've gone on pretty long. Oh, I, I didn't get to. Pre- I didn't get to predict. Oh, my bad. You're right. Warriors and Mavs. <laughs> right on. I'll be quick about it. Let's wrap it. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not sure which one to go with, with this dime because this this Golden State team has shown me this year they look kind of old. You know, it's, who's the idiot? <laughs> like- hey, sorry, Miami Heat. Don't get mad because you're going to lose. <laughs> Shit, it's going to happen, Miami Heat 21. Shit, he undefeated at home. They, they undefeated the whole season, aren't they? In the playoffs, he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is um, – I've seen this Golden State team look um, look old this year. Luka better than Jordan. Never that. I've seen Golden State look old, and I've seen them look old by Memphis, Minnesota, Dallas, Phoenix, young teams this season. And Dallas is on the come up, and they are young, and they are fast, and they are hungry. But do I does Dallas have enough experience to beat this to beat this Golden State team? I don't know. Um, but you know what, man? I think uh, I had Golden State going to the finals. Um, but damn, I could see Dallas doing it. Yeah, I can't too because the Warriors turn the ball over a lot, man. It's they amazing. do, they do, and I just I don't I don't see I I, I don't it's, know. It's but kind of crazy. We got the we got the ball dominant Julio centric offense, everything around Luca versus the ball movement. It's gonna be fun to watch, right? Because I just hope like, the ball movement wins out, but the the Warriors just get careless with the ball, and Luca is a, a they dude, do. Man. They do, and and do you see? Do you see like a a, a Splash Brothers that's, that's really only like a one and a half Splash Brother? You know what I'm saying? And a Draymond that's like maybe seventy percent. Can that can that power them saying. to the next round? I don't know. And you know I don't what I'm think man. I'm telling you, guys, this is the Celtics' year to win it. It this is. is something unthinkable. Tatum winning a championship, leading them at twenty four. Uh, real talk. Oh my like, God. like they have no. They they beat their 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 worst opposition. They beat their worst opposition. So you know what? This is what they're I'm their doing. best opposition, right? Yeah, their their biggest opposition. They beat them. Which which is Milwaukee? They oh, beat I also want to talk about this before we sign off. The yeah. Milwaukee Bucks not only ducked in the, the Nets the last day of the season by not playing their guys, and the Celtics did throughout the season. They did this thing where instead of like resting just Giannis, they would rest all three of their guys at once. At some point, it's like when do we uh, try to get as best a seed as we can get? Like they right. they went too far in the load management two years in a row. They got a right. game seven on the road in Brooklyn last year. They right. were fortunate enough to win it because the other team, part of it, because the other team got hurt. Right. And then, what's it called? Now this year they they didn't have the game seven at home. They were one mm-hmm. game behind. Like mm-hmm. for example, they played my Clippers and they sat out all three of their guys. And Rocco had like Robert Covington had like forty something points. Like yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the – didn't they skip steps? What's up with these teams with this? I, I love the fact that they did it because they literally – I don't know if it was – I don't know if it was we're trying to av- avoid Brooklyn. I hope it wasn't anything like that, so I'm not going to say that. Um, I don't think it was them doing that. I think it was literally, hey, let's just rest. We need more rest. We're not 100%. Let's get more rest. And them so worried about rest cost them the the higher seed. And guess who had home, home, home court advantage You know, in that series? That'd be Boston because Boston did not take any games off. And I'm gonna tell you right now, going back to going to the Eastern Conference Finals real quick. Who was the last team to beat us in, in the last week of the season in a game that we really needed? That was Miami. That was a big that was a big loss because we wanted that game. Everybody played. We really wanted that game. But who beat us? Miami. Who beat us? Uh, what was it? A year where we were in the bubble, we had a good chance to go the to the finals. Right here, Miami. It was Miami. 
Miami, we got something for your ass. We got something for you. It's they funny because shut someone, the hell down. someone was saying that the last three teams that the Celtics lost to could be their route to the championship. Pretty Brooklyn much last man. year. Pretty much. Bucks. Uh, yeah. in 2019 and the Heat in 2020, and this would be the road. How amazing would that be? Like, that's just a picture, picture Dude. book ending right there. Uh, Dude, be, storybook that, ending, I should say. And then you would be. the Warriors, the team of this era at the end would be perfect. Oh my but. god, just to beat them. But I, I think, I think I said it. I got, um, I got, I got Dallas, I got Dallas in six, man. Okay, I got Dallas in sure. six. I'm gonna go Warriors in yeah. seven, part because yep. I want it to happen. Um, but yep. anyway, yep, Boston. Boston in five. Let's get it. Wow. All right. Plug yourself, though, at the end. Let them know where they can find you. Yo, my name is O the Great. O-T-H-A Great. Y'all know you can find me on Twitter, like always. I'm on there the most. You can find me on Face, bitch. Uh, high off the glass. High off the T. Uh, the spell T-H-A. High off the glass on IG and Face, bitch. I'm, uh, I'm on there, too. And, you know, that's where I'm at, y'all. YouTube. You can find the show, High Off the Glass, on YouTube. I got two different uh, YouTube channels. Check me out on both, y'all. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. This one went long. I'm going to timestamp that shit. Make sure you guys comment. Thanks for the crowd that showed up tonight. Make sure you guys comment on the video for the algorithms after it ends, um, please. But thanks, guys. Conference finals, here we come. One video and one uh, – I mean, I'm pretty much live every night, but one recap a night on one game a night. So here we go. One game a night, hard-hitting analysis. Celtics looking for banner 18. Laker fans, you scared yet? You should be. You should be. Let's go, C's. Peace.